Do you want? Do you want to do an intro? I wish we could just do an Englishman, and Irishman, and a Scotsman walk into a bar we, as the intro. We, you know what? Let's just find English and Scotsman and Irishman walk into a pub and each order a pint. Upon getting their drinks, they each notice they have a fly in their glass. The Englishman says to the bartender, "Excuse me, mate. There's a fly in this. Can you pour me a new one, please?" The Scotsman looks in his pint, picks the fly out, tosses it aside, and starts drinking. The Irishman picks the fly out by the wings, holds it above the glass, and says, "Go on, spit it out, you wee bastard." <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. Welcome to the Photographer's Crack Podcast. You are joined by myself, James Kelly, the Scottish wedding photographer and the very handsome Irish wedding photographer and part-time working wedding photographer, Ross Eaglesham. How are you this evening, Ross? I'm going to have to turn full-time just to shut you up. That's the problem. I've been trying to get you to turn full-time, but you love your part-time, your full-time job too much. I know, I know. No, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. It's been a little while since our last uh, wedding podcast, which was with the wedding... No, it wasn't with Adam Mason. No, it was with the Bearded Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bearded Talk. That was a brilliant podcast, and it was was lovely to have Adam on. Well, really well received, actually. It was good. It was. It was. And we have a lot of new followers from across the pond over in America and Canada and thank you so much to everyone who's joining please please make sure you join our facebook group uh, which is a link in the descriptions descriptions description description yeah yep 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 so how are you doing ross how's 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 things in the wedding world yeah the wedding world is actually really good uh, earlier on this evening uh, just about half an hour ago i finished a facetime conversation with my next couple who live in bristol um which is in england for those people our new listeners from across the bond. Um, but they are coming up to get married in Oban, which is a, a village on the west coast of Scotland. It's about half an hour from Glencoe. Um, so we have just done our kind of catch up for that and talking about timings. It's going to be a really cool wedding. It's only 22 people, 22 adults going to be at it in a castle um, in Oban. Um, and a few kids, I think there's seven kids and myself. So there's 30 people at the wedding in total. Uh, we're going to do everything uh, kind of at, at the venue, at the castle. We're potentially, they, they suggested this, not me. And I need to kind of maybe to run this past you. They're going to, they're going to, they want to go drive. It's only half an hour to Glencoe. So they're going to, they want to drive up to Glencoe or part of Glencoe um, if they can fit it into the day, which is going to be really cool. Um, so that was done this evening. I've also last night sent my... We haven't talked about this really. Both of us met a new album supplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, I, I was, I was the Friday. I was the Wednesday. You were the Thursday. I think so. We both met the same wedding album supplier, uh, and both really liked their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've sent my wedding albums off, my sample albums off, um, to be made. I've ordered three, which has cost me not as much as it should, and not as much as it perhaps would have done with my previous supplier, but it's cost me a bit. Um, sent those off and tonight excitingly I started designing my new website which is good Um, and I've gone against your advice as always yeah whatever Um, I couldn't get my head around Squarespace at all just hated it it just didn't seem it was it was all I don't know it was all um What's it called? Like a pre predetermined layouts Mm -hmm. Uh, oh god what's the word I'm looking for that works Uh, that works out yeah it was all just and it just I just didn't Nah, I just couldn't. I, I like Wix. I know how it works. I know how to put things where I want them to. So I've just I've gone and started a new one on Wix. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's exciting, and that I want to try and get that done before I go away at the weekend. Each to their own. Um, no one's perfect. Indeed. Exactly. Apart from you. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, so yeah, that's pretty. It has been busy actually. It's been very busy, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of bookings as well since the last time we spoke, which is good. Nice. What about yourself? Wedding, wedding work only. <sighs> Yeah, man, it's been mental. I'm not going to lie. It's been 
When's it not ever mental with you? It's been stressful. And I don't like using that word, but it, it genuinely has been quite stressful. So since the start of the year, well, February, halfway through June, right up until this week, has just been wedding meetings, couples wanting to meet, to discuss the weddings. Um, and trying to fit them into set days is not really working. I've been doing meetings on my days off. Um, and then, of course, as last year, I tried to be really organised and plan all my pre-wedding shoots, get them done early, and that just... It, it didn't happen, unfortunately. So the start of this year, all my couples were, were booked in to do their, their pre-wedding shoots. And I have a, an online calendar system where they, they, they log in, they see what dates I'm mm-hmm. free. And it just seemed to be that everyone decided to, to, to book in almost the same weeks. So the last two, three weeks has just been pre-wedding shoots, um, which don't get me wrong, I love it. I know I sound like I'm complaining about it. I love it. But the, the, the issue is it, it means that I'm doing these pre-wedding shoots, going straight to do a wedding meeting. And that's happening three four days of the week and and it's it's not giving me time to do other things that need to be done jobs other bits of editing spending time with the family you know i mean it's just been very very difficult but you know it's bookings it's money coming in um and strangely this year my wedding season starts very early so my wedding season last year started very late where this year i've just had my first wedding um uh, what's the date now? I am twenty six. So what? Oh God! What was the date on it now? Can't remember. So anyway, we had a wedding at the weekend uh, on the Friday. Actually, twenty second, twenty second of March, we had our first wedding. Um, brilliant wedding in Edinburgh at the Double Tree Hilton on Bread uh, Bread Street. So oh, yeah. they have the penthouse. Um, which is this big room that overlooks Edinburgh Castle. It was incredible. I did share some well, stuff on the Instagram. Uh, I was going to say, anyone who follows our Instagram will have seen most of these because you did post a lot of stuff, which was really cool. I did. I it, was, it was really nice, and the couple were amazing. It was my first um, same-sex marriage for two guys. They were, they were brilliant. They were originally from Australia, so there's loads of Australian guests. They couldn't understand a word I was saying. Um, but it was, it was a good laugh. It was a really, really good laugh. Um, and they were a great couple. So those photographs have all cool. been picked and sent away for editing. It should be back in two days, so I can actually turn them around Excellent. quite quickly. Um, news, big news in the business, as I'm sitting here complaining about how busy things have been, I have made the decision to employ an assistant, or shall we call her the studio manager? Mm, Even though I don't fantastic. have a studio yet. So, um, <laughs> no, nobody needs to know that. I spoke nobody to a few different people about doing it, and actually, someone someone contacted me, and I just kind of dismissed it for a little while. And then um, I thought about it more and more, and I, I pinged her an email. I was like, Can you meet tomorrow for coffee? Met up with her, and she was great. She was absolutely fantastic. She switched Brilliant. on. She's not a photographer, but she is interested in photography. So, she's wanting to learn photography for her business. Um, so I was like, well, I'll tell you what, you come assist me on weddings, photo shoots, learn, and you know, you give me some time back for that. And at the same time, I'll pay you for if you give me hours a week to deal with, with everything. So I've been training her up to deal with the social media side of things. So she's going to be taking right. care of all my social media posts. We've got a phenomenal um, workflow in place for dealing with pictures, social media. And this is something that could potentially be um, you know, um, sold to other photographers as a service. It's something I've kind yeah, of looked yeah. at doing. And she's going to be dealing with my initial emails, bookings, all that sort of stuff. So it's going to take a massive load of work 
off of me Brilliant. and that's all that's she's going to be doing so you know that that just makes life easier for me uh, so I'm very excited with her starting um, it's going to take a couple of weeks for her to really get into the flow of things but she's she's really keen so that's quite cool. good um, we are moving house Ouch. Yeah, we are moving back down to Aberdeenshire. So those who don't know, I live in between Inverness and Aberdeen, a place called uh, Lumbride, which is just outside Elgin in the very beautiful Speyside, if anyone drinks whiskey. And uh, my very talented, very amazing fiancé, who is birthday is tomorrow and Mother's Day on Sunday, has, <laughs> has, uh, yeah, has been accepted to go back to university. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Right? Yeah. So she came to me about six, eight months ago and was like, yeah, I think I want to go back to university. So it's like, we're never going to get married. <laughs> we're never going to get married. So she applied to go back to university. Um, we, we kind of hoped she'd get accepted, but we also heard a grapevine that the likelihood of her, her being accepted was very slim. Um, and she got accepted to go and study midwifery at RGU in Aberdeen brilliant so it is it's amazing yeah, she's good. she's very excited for a change she's this is this is kind of what she's always wanted to do if if those who don't know she's actually a marine mammal scientist she specializes in in the research of um whales and dolphins and she kind of no longer really wants to do that anymore she wants to do something else and midwifery is what she originally wanted to do but it means that we now need to uproot and move house which is going to be good because the majority of my work is within the Aberdeenshire area and I literally have to commute an hour to an hour and a half to Aberdeen so this is going to take a massive commute off my shoulders which I'm really really, really looking forward to um, so we're just weighing up the options for houses or if I'm going to look at getting an office and studio so it's it's kind of all all go so that's going to be in the next couple of months that we're cool. going to be moving moving house but that's that's it yeah so that's it that's me now in wedding season this is me every weekend until October which is going to be good um, we've taken an ex we just took a new booking for another wedding in the Faroe Islands this year which I'm very excited about um, I my August is insane. My August, yeah, yours is, yours is what seven seven weddings is it? It's nine weddings in August. Nine weddings. Um, we have three weddings in three days back to back, which is oh, which yeah. is I'm look I'm really looking forward to doing. I'm I am, and we got two weddings which are double uh, wedding weekends, which we don't normally do. But this year I really want to just be busy, and I want I think I know I can do it, and I'm I'm very excited and. It's quite funny because we actually have a guest on for this episode, which we'll introduce in a get, second. Get to eventually. Get to eventually once I stop rambling. And this is something he's very good at is managing many weddings. He does a lot of weddings a year. I follow him on Instagram and he's constantly doing weddings um, and it's absolutely phenomenal. So so to kind of speak to him about this will be, will be really good. So should we just uh, jump straight into the podcast? Yeah, I think we'll just get into it. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Let's, let's jump into this podcast and uh, let me introduce you to our guest. So let's welcome Scott Johnson to the podcast. I am going to give a little bit of blurb about Scott. So I apologize if I uh, miss, you know, say any words here, but we have Scott Johnson from the Edge Photography he helms from Chelmsford, northeast London. I think uh, oh, originally don't do from. The accent. Please don't do the accent. Essex, 
Is it, is it, is it Essex originally? It, 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 well, yeah, yeah, it's born and from bred. Essex, mate. I'm oh, from Essex. No. You, sound like, you sound like you're from you London. You sound like you're from Essex. <laughs> you're from London. Don't, I shot a wedding in America last year and this guy said that the whole time I wanted to kill him. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. It's like, brilliant. That was funny <laughs> the first 10 get, times. Get some new chat. It's, it's like when the Americans come up, oh my word, I'm like, I'm from Scotland. And yeah. like, no, you're not. So let's just end it. So we have, you are one of only 19 wedding photographers to achieve fellowship in the wedding photography at the BIPP. Mm-hmm. You also hold fellowship with SWPP in 2018 and the master bar for the SWPP. You are one of only 15 official Fuji film, is that ambassadors? Yeah, they call it ex-photographers, which sounds like I don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a Fuji film ex-photographer, which is basically like one of their brand ambassadors, yeah. Okay. You were also the SWPP runner-up for Wedding Classical Scoring 93. The Guild of Photographers Gold Bar Scoring 90. And I only know that because I've been reading up on the Guild uh, and their everything they do. So I know 90 is pretty high. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, brag, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be quite hard not to brag. to brag at the minute, I think. <laughs> <laughs> One Island Island <laughs> World Wedding Photography. photography silver award uh, and then you also um, awarded first place in the annual SWPP international print competition for both natural world and open categories the guild awarded you with overall wedding photographer of the year 2018 and what we're going to be discussing later on is first place gold distinction wedding contemporary scoring 91 at WPPI in Las Vegas so that's um, that's a lot of acronyms. That's what that is. That's that's a lot. That, that's that. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I've come across a photographer who has had that many, especially over a few different organizations. And there is one other, but we're not going to mention them because you're no longer with them. So you know, it's 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 quite impressive. I mean. I want to ask you, where the hell do you find the time to do all this? I, I struggle to be honest. It's something that uh, competition was never. I was never one for it. I competed uh, karate as a kid, so I've always kind of had that competitive nature in me. And I, I didn't even think about it for photography. And then it wasn't until I started going to the SWPP convention in 2011 and I saw the prints hanging. I thought, oh, I could get some stuff hanging up here and just started throwing stuff in. And mm-hmm. um, and that was it. That was kind of the start of the journey, really. And we've been going ever since. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ride I'm enjoying at the minute. That's 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 impressive. So I I have to kind of we we've kind of jumped ahead a little bit here, but I'm going to take it right back to the beginning. Mm. So over the last um, few weeks, we have we've um, we've been getting a lot more new listeners, especially from across the pond over in America, mm-hmm. uh, according to my analytics. Anyway, so this episode we have a Scottishman, an Irishman an Englishman mm-hmm. and there is a joke somewhere there, there about walking into a bar and there's probably some really silly ones where we take the piss out of the English person <laughs> but we won't do that today because you're the guest um, so normally just take the piss out of the Irish person because they tend to be idiots oh, but um, <laughs> hey hey, I, I actually got my dual citizenship this year so I am technically an oh, Irish very citizen clever. Very so clever. Uh, yeah so it's my <laughs> FU to Brexit so I now have my Irish passport <laughs> <laughs> so you're really so you're ready to leave leave well, the thing is i'm a kelly we've got family in 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 southern ireland that I'm, i've never met but um you know so 
we could look at doing that, but I'm moving to another country anyway in four years now. That's a different story for another yeah. podcast. <laughs> we're now moving in four years, not next year like we were meant to. Um, so yeah, so there is going to be three different accents. Hopefully is. mine's the clearest and then Ross and then obviously we've got the... We'll, we'll put the translate. We'll put Google Translate on for you. It's, it's fine. Don't, don't worry, Scott. <laughs> you want it for me. You want, you want it. It's like when I talked with David Stanbury. He's from Wigan. And we have, I, when he was in WPPR, he was a proctor. And a proctor is the guy that kind of announces the scores and the titles of the prince. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's a very... He's, he's a Wiganer. Lancashire, very, very strong accent. And Americans were going, I haven't got a clue what this guy's saying. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Dave Stanbury to pieces, but he was so funny out in America. Guy, he's brilliant. Brilliant fun. I love it. I love it. We, we just had a wedding at the weekend and they were all Australian and they couldn't understand me, which I thought was... Really? Yeah, they couldn't understand me. Like I was shouting barking orders at them and they were just looking at me like an idiot going, what are you saying? I'm like, I have like the clearest Scottish Absolutely. accent you can yeah. you imagine, you know, considering the area that I'm from where they, they, they talk what's called Tuchter language, mm. no one understands them. I'm, I'm quite clear because I was taught to speak properly. <laughs> um by my parents but uh, <laughs> but no it's, it's it's quite funny when it comes down to accents and stuff like that and, no it's good but let's bring it back to mm. right back to the start so Scott first of all how did you get into photography and how did you get into wedding photography of all uh, it was it was a journey that started when I was at school I didn't do very well academically um, I was always kind of think I was gifted for the arts um, drawing and I tried to be a drawer and I was rubbish at it so photography was in one of the class schedules so I thought you know what I'll try it because Photography, as you know, in back in 1998, when I was 97, sorry, when I was at school, it was all darkroom based. So you could shut the door and do nothing and pretend you're actually working <laughs> because the teacher couldn't come in. So I thought, well, I've got an hour off. I'll just get a paper, get the match magazine, football, whatever. And, but then I actually started taking pictures and I quite enjoyed it. There's nothing like taking a picture and you seeing that kind of de- literally develop in front of you in, in the trays. It's pretty cool. Mm. And then. Um, I left school and then worked at a pro lab. So I used to print wedding photographers, portrait photographers, prints, um, mm. Devon proof back on a Saturday. Um, and it was there I met a friend of mine who used to work on cruise ships. He came in and told me some stories. And I thought, as a young single 22-year-old, I thought, you know, I quite fancy that. Uh, and I went off to work on cruise ships. And that's where I kind of really got into taking pictures and knowing how mm. to interact with people, which is coming, you know, the wedding side is, is awesome. And then uh, came back and second shot for someone for a couple of years and then started up the edge. And that was in 2006. That's a, in a nutshell wow. version yeah. of it. That's great. Now, I have to admit, I have to confess, I almost joined the cruise liners as well to do photography. Yeah. But there's two things that stopped me. One, the girl that I was dating at the time really didn't want me to go and I was kind of head over heels for her. Oh. Two, I couldn't. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You got away from that. <laughs> and the second one that put me off the most was wearing that blazer yeah yeah Yeah, oh. I just couldn't do that especially in the heat if it was hot place my sister worked in the cruise liner so I knew what it was like but and I knew that I met photographers when I was like 16, 17 but that blazer just put me off it, so much I, I don't I think had I could two. wear it one was a size too small one was a size too big um, <laughs> which I looked stupid but thankfully the manager at the time was actually a realist and I still speak with him to this day he's a very good friend of mine mm. um, and when we were shooting deck shots in Panama He's like, dude, just wear shorts, shorts, shirt, and yeah. you're good to go. So we didn't have to wear the blazer the whole time. But yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. When you're in the dining room and you're in Panama, that is different. It's hot and that's not fun. But oh. you know, I lost a lot of weight because it was brilliant because I was just so hot. It was awesome. 
Uh, that's that's and not nothing to do with the cheap alcohol that's on the cruise. Oh, nothing to do at all. No, no, not no, at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I've, it, I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories. Definitely, it's all true. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It's Actually, when I was, um, this is totally on photography related. When I was sixteen, I was on a cruise. My sister, we got free cruises, and we were in um, Cozumel, and it was the first time I'd ever discovered tequila oh. and Corona. What age? 15? And I was. 16, 16. 16. Good lad. Because it's legal, because it's Mexican country, so it was, it was fine. And I was given some tequila, a couple of Coronas, and uh, half a tequila worm. And that's the last thing I remember, apart from waking up the next day in my mum and dad's bedroom. It turns out that some of my sister's friends who are fitness instructors had picked me up and snuck me back onto the ship, dumped me at my parents' door, knocked on the door, and then ran. Excellent. Left me. So there's a random story for you there. Excellent. Um, no, that's, that's amazing. And you definitely get experience. I mean, there's, I can imagine a lot of repetition, taking a lot of pictures, dealing in, in bright sunshine, yeah, things like this, it, especially it, when it, 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 For me, it was the people skills that really kind of no helps yeah. because you know I was a 22 year old guy from, from Essex and didn't know anything um, and I wasn't making any money because you, you're on commission and I was just asking mm-hmm. politely because that's what we were taught ask politely to take photographs yeah. and then they just people just kept saying no which is fair enough they're on holiday why would they want this, this ginger Essex boy taking their picture but then it was a friend of mine from Jamaica said he said look you're doing it all wrong you have to tell them in a nice way Mm-hmm. So I just said, guys, just stand there, turn around and smile. I said, so I guess it squeeze in and bang. I would then I would go from taking two or three shots on the side of the ship to taking two or three rolls of film, um, just by changing my vocabulary and changing my approach and just saying nicely, you're going to stand there and smile basically, and then you're going to buy the print mm-hmm. later on. Uh, and that was a real help. Real, and I still use it to this day at weddings. I'm doing guest shots, yeah. smudging. I, I I tell them politely that no, just stand there and smile. If they ask, they'll say no. Simple as that. Yeah. I, I think that's that's something as well that's really important is customer skills, people skills in, in wedding photography. And I think there is a very, very small percentage. And I'm sorry if I'm going to upset anybody by saying this <laughs> don't like need in the to, last but podcast. But <laughs> I don't think he listens anymore I anyway. Think, I think you're all right. No, 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 no. There's, I think there's very few photographers out there, especially wedding photographers, who who possess that part, that that. Um, customer service skill you know being able to talk to mm. people who know how to control and yeah. organize big groups of people there's very few photographers who can do that and you can always tell in the blurb like oh we stay in the shadows and everything's all candid blah blah it's like well you know you need to take control of big yeah. groups of people people who are drunk and i and i personally believe it or not i learned a lot of my personal skills i think and my people skills sorry from starbucks working in starbucks mm-hmm. Because you had to interact with guests, you had to upsell, you had to, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And and just interacting with people, I think that helped a lot. And also working in the bar scene for a while. And I think that is really important. So anyone who is getting into photography or working on, on photography, you really, really work on your people skills. I yeah, think that's, that's massive. very important. Every client that comes up in here, I say, that you might love my pictures, but you think I'm an arsehole, you're not going to book me. It's as simple as that. We, we have to yep. get on. And if we're getting on, we're probably going to be getting on with your friends, which makes mm-hmm. everyone's job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And and rapport is absolutely number one. Get that right before mm-hmm. you even think, talk about album sales and bits. Just yep. get them on a the personal level first. It is, it is, to be fair. It's yeah. one of the, I mean, as we mentioned this, James mentioned this before, um, so Scott already knows about this, and, and most of the listeners, but in case there's any new listeners, I'm not a full-time photographer, I'm also a school teacher, and that is... Um, Weekend warrior. Oh, shut up, you. Um, <laughs> massive transferable skills, because you can't teach a classroom, you can't hold a classroom of 32 kids' attentions without having some sort of presence in the room, and yeah. it's very, especially very similar. Especially with maths, exactly. Especially with maths. <laughs> Um, it's very similar with wedding photography. You need to be able to like stand up there and just say, right, 
I might, yeah. I, might, I might look a bit silly for a minute, but I don't care. And you're going to look at me and do what I would like you to do, or you're going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's huge, huge skills to have. Definitely. It's a fine line between, uh, people call it arrogance, but no, you've confidence. Mm-hmm. It's a very fine line between arrogance and confidence. Mm. And it's knowing where to push that line to. Some some couples and some guests, we have fun, we have a laugh and a joke all day, and I'm on them because it's it's fun for me. We have a little bit of banter and it's brilliant, but it's knowing where to draw that line and knowing when to be professional and when to have mm-hmm. a laugh and a joke as well. And that makes a day go a lot quicker. Like some, it's, sometimes it's James needs to realise where that line is a bit more. <laughs> 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 not quite sure. I, I was just going to say it's funny, funny that because you know the story of my, my second photographer. She hated me when we worked in Starbucks together. She thought I was this arrogant prick, yeah. and refused to work with me. And then as she got to know me, she still thinks I'm an arrogant prick, but she also knows this confidence there. Yeah. You know? Um. We 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 love to hate each other. Actually, she hates me. Um. With a passion, but. It is. It's there is a fine line between confidence and and you know um, and arrogance, and there is some photographers who do, who do go over that threshold, yeah. who are very rude. Um, you know, I mean, I very lucky. I very rarely upset anyone with my sense of humor, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, if you take offense to it, that's that's fine, and we never go below the line. No, um, you know, unless it's that kind of wedding um, and they do it first but no I, I think it is you've got to be confident and you've got to be able to control a, grou- a crowd especially if you have a bride who's stressing out or a groom who's stressing out you need to calm them down you need to know how to talk to them yeah. and all these sort of situations I have no problems so in, in the morning of a wedding kicking everyone out of the room because yep. the mum's flapping and then the bridesmaid to go in and it's like right guys I need I need calm I need calm mm-hmm. I just want the bride for five minutes can I just get you asked to step outside for a minute and just go right I'm going to go outside now for two minutes. Just have yep. a think. Just relax. I'll come back in and we'll take your portraits. And it's just knowing when to pull that out and knowing mm-hmm. because it is a bit diva. And, it, you know, it is. But mm-hmm. we're there to do a job. And we're there to make the bride look amazing. And if she's looking stressed in her picture, she's not going to like them. So it's about knowing when to say, right, this room's mine. I want everyone out just for two minutes. Wow, I think Scott's the the, the, the duplicate of me. I was going to say, this is the thing. <laughs> you know what, what the hell am I supposed to do? This it, it is not looking in a mirror. <laughs> I, it is, it is. I think, I think like you're the, the, the maybe slightly thinner um, English ginger version of me. I do. So yeah. it's... <laughs> I, I think this webcam takes off ten pounds. I think it's. Uh... Is is? <laughs> oh no! Let's 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 not go there. I just I'm I'm slowly recovering from running a half marathon at the weekend, oh. and my whole body is is suffering today. Yeah. So it's um yeah yeah. But let's just let's just not. Go I did there. see your figures on Strava though. Three thousand calories in one half marathon. That's ridiculous. Tell me about it. Wow. It's insane, and I suffered for it afterward because I was really ill after the run. I didn't get enough into into me, and then my parents took me for food, and I was violent ill after oh, no. it oh, no. um but yeah so that's me now set the bar because i can't run any more races this year because they're always on saturdays mm-hmm. and i've got weddings so i'm booked out for the one next year and i'm now going to work pro- to progress next year and i've kind of decided that next year i want to do at least four if not six races and i now need to book them into my calendar now yeah. so i don't take weddings for them and it's important to take time race- for yourself right you can't just be shooting <laughs> weddings the whole time you can't just you, you go mad no yeah, I've just I've just booked two weddings this week that are on those dates. Oh, no. <laughs> so that plan so that plan didn't last very long. <laughs> no, it didn't. So I've got to. I've, but no, you're right. You've really got to take take time because you're 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 a busy photographer yourself. You do. I mean, I know I've been following, I've been following your Instagram um, for the best part of over a year now. I actually mm. met. Well, I I saw you originally at um, the photography show last year. Yep. 
um, I came down to it and that's when I kind of came across you and I followed you after your talk with um, when you were doing the albums with um, Graphic Studio. That's right, yeah. I did the same yeah, yeah, so you're, talk yeah. this year, or a bit different this year, but the same pr- uh, premise this year. I'm, I'm a bit gutted I couldn't make it down this year because I really wanted to go and see Chris Burkhardt on, on, yeah, but that's just, yeah, I didn't get to make it, unfortunately. But no, no, that's kind of how I came across. I came and uh, listened to your talk and there was another gentleman that I listened to and looked at your albums and thought I was actually going to go with them, but I actually <clears throat> decided to go with someone else um, for albums. But it's, um, yeah, so I started following your work and I was quite impressed because it wasn't the usual photographs that everyone was putting up. You know, there was a, an element of fun, of yeah. creativity, um, and it was just very, very different. So I've been following you for quite a while, but you, you're a, you're a busy guy. Yeah. You, you shoot quite a lot of weddings. Yeah, we do about fifty a year. It's and is that because it's not just you, is it? You got yourself. I was just going to say you're, you're an actual we. We had this discussion last week on the podcast. Yeah. You're, you're a you're a real we, aren't you? Uh, we're, in, a, we're a real we. Yeah, so you're I not you're about, not a, you're not a you that says you're a we. You're an actual. No, we. no, we're a we. So I have uh, I do about fifty a year, which people mm-hmm. think I'm nuts. But you know what? Coming yep. coming from the cruise ship background, I'm used to I'm used to the hustle. I like the hustle mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. And then I have abs. He shoots about 15 a year. So if I'm booked mm-hmm. out, he'll go and do um, a job for me. So that's now starting to come in. And on the bigger weddings, he'll come and second shoot with me. And then we have Karen who comes in second shoots every now and again. So yeah, we are wow. an actual we, which is quite nice. That's, that's quite impressive. That's something that I'm in the middle of developing right now because, again... I was turning a lot away, away a lot of weddings because yeah. I was booked. And then Louise, who's my second photographer, she's now at the level where she's ready to do weddings on her own. Mm. And it's either a case of losing her to go and do it herself yeah. or she does it through me. And she doesn't want to do it herself. She does want to do weddings, but she doesn't want to deal with all the, the bump afterwards. So she's coming on as my associate photographer. And then any uh, weddings um, as well with Ross. Ross yeah. is coming on as associate photographer himself, but he's also doing it. It's hard own. to find that, um, that the right person. It's, it's taken me a long yeah. while to find abs. He's been, I met him through a competition from the member that the one that I'm not a member with um and we <laughs> hit it off there and they say he's been shooting for about three years for me now and he's he's, he's a Fantastic. legend absolute legend the nicest gentle giant you'll ever meet in your life yeah that, that'd be interesting because we we had um Adam Mason who was on the podcast last time with us uh, the wedding one and he's from America and he's just in the middle of setting up his associate photography and I've been talking with him about it and it's 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 a difficult process to it's, it's, it's a great idea and, and, and I think photographers who, who have the market, who have the business, who are able to do it is brilliant. The struggle I found with it is trying to convince couples who want to book me, yeah. I'm fully booked, but here, look, this is Louise, she's amazing, you need to book her and then arrange everything and trying to sell it to them is, is quite hard. Yeah. Um, but that's I think that's something we, we maybe... Um, touch on next another time yeah, so we're going to have it back on other, we're gonna yeah have I mean yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a whole spiel I go through so it's right for the initial inquiry bang and just you just say this is how it's going to be and they just don't even think yeah. twice but it, it did it did take about a year to get because people want me to do it yeah. um, but you know Abs has got his own work under our name now and it's, it's going well <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant mm. yeah he's doing really well cool so how how do you manage juggling 50 weddings and a family I don't know <laughs> don't say that no it's don't you know what I, I um my wife she she's a nurse and she does the mm. eight till she was eight to four monday to thursday so i do the school run so mm-hmm. i um take her to school about 8 30 time i get back in here i i'm up here until just before three and then i pick her up from school and then that's it i just mm. i'm finished so uh, i'm a fuji film shooter so i shoot jpeg 
so I can yeah. edit a wedding really quickly. Wow. So you shoot, you shoot, you don't shoot raw. You shoot straight onto. So I actually, JPEG, just... I actually shoot with two cards. So JPEG on one, yeah. raw on the other, and I actually yeah, use yeah. the raws as backups now. Really? Just in case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because the, the system. I've just gone to XT3, um, yeah. and they've got a brand new sensor, and it's phenomenal. <sighs> um, and I can literally, without bragging, edit a wedding in two, two and a half hours. Jesus. Wow. Because I know, I know um, another photographer, I know England's quite big, but um, I think he's Nottingham, um, Ed Godden. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ed yeah, Godden, but he's him. he's just, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal very similar. I can't, yeah. James? I've lost James. He's got yeah, his, me- his right. mic James, muted, I think. Yeah, James needs to sort his mic out. But um, I was going to say something there. Um, I'm just yeah. going to te- tell James to... James, turn your mic on, because usually we don't edit this out, um, yeah. but we'll see. It depends what's happening at his end. No, I was just going to say there's a guy, um, James will sort it all out, but um, there's a guy I was speaking to who's from Glasgow, and he um, he t- told me his kind of workflow, and he was saying mm. somewhere between 20 to, he was telling me what he kind of bills, and he was sort of saying 20 to 28 hours for a wedding, editing. Wow. And I told him at the time, mate, that's mental. Like I, That's crazy. I, I shoot it. I shoot it and kind of edit it in like maybe like 10 hours roughly like three yeah. three three settings for me I'll do like three three hour settings and that usually will get me the guts of it done and then maybe a bit of blogging a bit of edit web you know Facebook yeah. other other social media stuff but um he was sort of saying yeah I'll, he told me he was like I'll do this to like call them and then I'll pick my my favorites and then I'll do this 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 and then it, t- it seemed to take him about six hours to get down to actual editing I was like oh my god Christ you need to like seriously streamline that like sort that out and trying to, and and yeah he, he it was his way he did it you know that's that's just kind I've of just, i've just i've literally just bought a photography show i just bought a loop deck editing thing oh my and god I, and is... i did um a shoot i did a trash address shoot on thursday last week and i edited it on the loop deck and it's even faster it's thing is nuts it's absolutely nuts how amazing it is i um i i don't know whether they know how this is uh gonna piece together and that's really random that you've said that because um Usually, what happens towards the end of the podcast is we we get questions from the listeners, and there's been a few questions on the on the group. We have like a a Facebook group, and um, I, it's just oh, James, James is back. Ah, James He's is back. back. Right. Well, hurry up and get. Well, this. This is this is going to sound really weird if you're not rec- James is James is back, but he's not recording. So God knows how he's going to work this out. But um, <laughs> no, on the on the on the the Facebook group, um, we get questions, and someone had actually asked. Um, and we could, I suppose we could go into it now just kind of because of the messing around with James's mic, but how do mm. you edit? Do you use any hardware tools like loop deck yeah. or a, or a Wacom, t- uh, what is it? Wacom or what? Wacom? I have a Wacom, a so Wacom I bought tablet. a Wacom two years ago and I used to use that. Uh, I still use it a lot for the retouch and, yeah. you know, in the, in the brushes and stuff. But then I'd say I've just bought this loop deck, um, on recommendation from a few friends and it's insane. Really? It is. It's, you customize it all. Yeah. So look, so I've got all the buttons. You kind of make it your own tab, your own little device. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so fast. It I, is just, it's so quick. I, uh, I saw Thomas Heaton used one um, when it was first getting trialed, I think. It was maybe about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Tom, Tom Seaton's a guy on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. but I've heard he's, the name, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's pretty big on YouTube. He's got quite a big following and he, and he gets, you know, so Loop Deck sent him a, a kind of, uh, what do you mean, not a demo, uh, a beta, te- a kind of beta test yeah. version and asked him to kind of do some, some landscape. He's only landscapes. He doesn't, he, that's yeah. that. And I watched the video of him using it and it looked 
it looked, it looked amazing. It looked absolutely yeah, it, brilliant. It, it is. Uh, I've got the Loop Deck Plus, which is the newer version uh-huh. of this. It's like the second um, second incarnation. It's it's a bit clunky when you hit the buttons. It's a, yeah. bit, it's a bit like an old keyboard in the 80s. Um, but you get over that and the, you, you feel like a DJ. Yeah. You, you're twiddling <laughs> the knobs and, and the, you're clicking it all down. And it, it's brilliant. Honestly, I can't recommend one enough. They're fantastic. Yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, James is back. Yeah, can we can hear you. Yeah, we you're can back. Hear you. yeah. Woo. We've been talking about you. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, so. we've we've got all that. That's that's all cute. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not that cheap, are they? They're like what, but three hundred quid or something. No, no, no? one hundred and eighty quid at TPS. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Is it, I mean, 180 pounds a lot of money to some people, so I'm no, that, but it's but part of it's, a business uh, expense. It's fine. I've just oh, I yeah. just dropped 600 quid on new albums, and I've got to pay my insurance by the end of the month, which is another 450 quid. So I'm, yeah. my my, um, my business accounts are taking a bit of a hit at the minute. I need to speak to yes. my accountant actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 away next week to the Faroe Islands, and I've just hired a car for extra days, and I may have just bought something new with Lee filters and some other bits and bobs that so just cost me a small arm and a leg. So. Ouch. It's all. I had to order new hard. I had order new hard drives as well tonight. I was I was starting to just sort my computer out. And I was like, holy shit, I'm out of space on one of my big hard drives. So, yeah, it's another. So. I use a drobo for that. I have a big drobo. Do you? Yeah, I was looking yeah, at the wireless yeah, systems. Uh, I was looking at a lot of people them together. Them, but I, you know, I've had hard drives found in them. Yeah. And they're, they're they're perfect. You know, you take the old one out, put the new one in. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely superb. That's definitely Powerful. that's definitely. I mean, I, I use a hard drive system, um, but it's a triple hard drive. I've got three hard drives. Well, two hard drives for every one hard drive as a backup. So I'm just so paranoid about it. But um, that is definitely on the list for this year. But yeah, albums. I'm I'm in the middle of redoing all my sample albums as well. Um, so that's that's just oh, that's a, yeah stressful anyway can I can I get back to ask you something that I wanted to ask you Scott now that James has decided to pull his finger out of his yeah, te- of te- technological backside and then rejoin <laughs> us I wondered I wondered did the lens that James was using to hold up his microphone did it fall is that what happened no it didn't I don't know what happened it's just it all went blah so it's gone now yeah. it's fine anyway um, so Scott I, I mean again listeners are aware of this because we talk about this quite a bit on the podcast when I I regularly probably this year have done about 12 different uh, club judgings so it's not it's not to the same level that you're doing it because you're judging sort of international competitions but it's Mm -hmm. um, the GDPU is the kind of Glasgow district I'm going to say what my um, acronym is because no one knows what it is Um, the the GDPU is the Glasgow District Photographic Union and um, I'm a judge for them so go around kind of all the local camera clubs and and do their various different ones and I've never judged a wedding specific uh, competition but how does it because you've obviously judged, you judge a variety of things from, yeah. you, and you said obviously what we're going to get to eventually is your landscape image, but you, what, what is it that's different to wedding? Because I would know how to judge a sports, I've judged monochrome, I've judged you know, uh, landscapes and cityscapes and different things, but when mm-hmm. you're judging wedding images, what, what is it that you're looking for? It's still, we're still um, in, as I say, judge for SWPP, and one thing we learned through there is you judge every print the same, so there's 10 elements in which you judge by. Um, the first thing for me is wow factor. That's number one. And if, if, if I'm going, yeah. holy shit, this is incredible. I wish I'd taken that. Yeah. That's straight with number one. And then, but then from a more technical point of view, we're looking at posing, we're looking at feet placement, how the dress is, if there's any connection in the expressions, cropping, composition. So all the things like that, it all kind of tallies into this score that you, that you give. Um, mm-hmm. I, I get asked a lot, do you, 
judge differently with different associations? And the answer is no. I judge the same print, whether it's a camera club or WPPI. You judge ex- I judge exactly the same way. I have the same standards across everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't have to dumb down your judging because it's an amateur organisation or because it's the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, an 80s and 80, no matter where it's entered, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, uh, shooting weddings... I'm a bit. I've been told I'm quite harsh, but I mean, I have, I have a high standard mm-hmm. of which I want to to judge by, um, and I just think you know, just get it, get the basics right, get the hands who can relax, don't cut anything off, think about detail, heads, frames within frames, that type of thing, and and overall, you know, wow factor for me, as I said, is is the big thing. That's a big big tick in the box for mm. me. Wow. Wow factor. I, th- I think with with especially with photography becoming more popular and and wedding photographers it being more accessible that you have to be stricter, you know you have to be mm. you know um, more serious to the judging and it pushes photographers to the next level. I think and this is this yeah. is something. So I was a member of a certain um, um, what do you call them? It's gone out of my head now. Camera club, so, not camera club, but a so, club, uh, yeah, association, um, association, yeah, um, and I won't say who. And I sent images to them to be, um, you know, reviewed and, and get critique back. And the critique mm-hmm. I got back was nothing. There was zero positivity in any of these these right. ten images, but there was no constructive criticism. It right. was just basically these. It wasn't me. Was no, it? no, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. <laughs> But it was basically these photographs are crap and this is why. And it was, I, I didn't like it. It was very negative. And yeah. poor Iris had to peel me off the roof because I was wanting to email um, email this person back and tell them exactly what I thought of them because I didn't like how they replied. Now, I know that they found faults in it, but there was no constructive criticism. So it's like, yeah. here's this issue. I find a problem with this issue. Here's how maybe to go and correct it or how to do it differently. Yeah. And this is this actually put me off going back to this this specific um society which I, I i i do want to come back to it and well and if they'll have me um but no that's just something so i think i think when you're judging it must be really difficult to look at these some of these images and and critique it give it feedback yeah all this sort of stuff it, it must be very time consuming as well it is so i get um from swpp and the guild i'm one of their mentors now so a lot of the people that i know are, are moving on or retiring so they're trying to bring a new crop through in which i'm one of them so i i get to do two things one we do what's called a, a detailed mentor me mm-hmm. so we'll get sent 20 images and then we'd like you say we critique them but it's important to give positive feedback now if it's not any good you tell them it but you have also have to say now yeah. if you thought about it from this point of view maybe done this mm-hmm. it would then then resubmit it's going to so basically you have to give them what we call a shit sandwich mm-hmm. so basically you give a good point bad point good point yep. so it's just it's just a kind of you know again positive positive feedback but also a critique in there as well and i think that's really important because i you know i i submitted to mental means when i was starting out and I, some of the feedback you get can be can be you know really really bad and it makes you want to never take a picture again but it's the one judge that will say, you're onto something here, keep going, but try this, that, and that. And then that's what drives you forward yep. and it makes you get better. Completely agree. Because you must also see some pretty awful photographs as well. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I played the fit. I know, uh, that's a, I thought you would say that. That's, that's very professional of you. I like it. I like it. I, uh, it, it, it. It became very obvious to me very, very quickly the way I shoot weddings 
was never going to judge well. I, I, I won, I've won awards for my sports photography because I used to work for a yeah. sports agency and I've won at, like international salon awards for my sports work because I worked, yeah. at the, I worked at the Commonwealth Games and I worked at the Ryder Cup and I worked at the Rugby World Cup and that was all fine and that was, that was excellent. And that, some of those shots were very good. But my wedding work just does not judge well at all, even locally in club competitions, never mind in the salons and the, and the other things and bits and pieces. So mm. I, I very quickly just dropped because I wasn't going to change my style of my own kind of work to this go to, to, to change for competitions. But I, I just knew it wasn't it was never going to kind of judge particularly well. So I just didn't enter them, really. But mm. what it what it did do and what I've, I've mentioned this to James in the past, actually. Be becoming a member of even just a local camera club and again it's completely different because you're talking about judging huge conventions and, and massive international things but becoming a, a kind of local camera club member where you're just looking at, at things like backgrounds and you're talking about feet and dress and hand positioning which is all very specific to weddings perhaps but mm. just everything the backgrounds and even just basic composition all of the learning elements that you do from the start for someone who's yeah. not not uh a very experienced photographer it teaches you things so quickly to hear someone say look there's a branch coming out of that person's head and yeah. you're like oh shit i never even yeah. realized that mm. and it's like where where's that sloping line going off to in the bottom corner is it or, or if you'd move two feet to the left provided you're not going to fall off a cliff then mm. you know it, it's it's amazing i think it's i think it's an experience worth doing but as james said as long as it's kind of constructive but this is the thing this is the thing that we spoke about i did a talk with christina lauder uh, SWPP just gone and entering wedding images to competition and supplying client images are two very different things you have to kind of you know you you have to shoot for your client above before anything else mm -hmm. um, and then once I've kind of got the shots in the bag that I know are going to make them happy are going to make the parents happy then I'll do stuff for the I say can I, can I just have five minutes I want to try something and that's when I'll shoot for competition so you weddings. are so you are actually doing it with light so do you get a lot of, of wedding images that are I don't want to say faked, but are our models and not bride and grooms? No, everything I enter is, is no, no. I don't mean you necessarily, but do you get other people that that do that? Um, in at WPPI, yeah. So right. at WPPI, there are thirty-seven different categories across all genres, and and I was very fortunate this year to be in the room where we judged the um, the model category. So models in wedding dresses. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they have so that that is a category pre-wedding model groom alone. Yeah bride alone so that that's you know that's quite cool but no i think for the rules in this country especially for you know mpa bipp etc that has to be taken has to be on real. the wedding oh, day. Yeah. real real wedding so, so it's why it's important because people are chucking stuff in which are the brides love because they've got an emotional attachment to the image yeah but from a judging point of view it's it's not no it, it's it's you know there's no, no such thing as wrong um but from a no, we're not going to be picking up on things like trees coming out the heads mm. or it's not quite sharp or the foot's cut off and that's what we're looking for we're looking for fine details yeah. so it's knowing what is a client image and what is a competition image because necessarily the two aren't they're definitely not the same very you rarely, might get lucky very rarely yeah where people now i've been shooting for 10 years nearly in my style so a lot of the stuff i shoot is competition style images but my couples love that which is awesome but sometimes brides say to me, look, we just want to have some fun. I said, fine, knock yourself out. We'll have some fun. And then I just don't shoot competition work. It's yeah. just, I'm, shoot, I'm shooting for the couple. Yeah. And that's what people forget. They're forgetting to photograph for the couple. People are so interested in photographing for competition, they're forgetting what they should be doing. Yeah, really. yeah. Because mm. I know it's, it's, it's 
it's an issue that I've been having because I have a folder of images and these are images that I've have been my personal favorite through weddings over the last two years that I put in. And that's what you, you, as you said, that the images you want to submit are not your typical wedding photographs that your couples are yeah. going to love. They need to kind of go to a different, a different kind of um, not category, but you know, just a different space with level. it. Level. Yeah. Yeah. Level. Yeah. And I've got this folder and I've been, struggling with it but i do believe like with the guild that you can do mentoring sessions you can work with a photographer with the guild of photographers you can submit these pictures for them to look over and give you feedback and that's you know take it rather than just going you know what i'm a 10-year photographer i shoot 40 weddings a year i'm shit hot i'm gonna enter these images and then you get Mm -hmm. like negative back these are not you get destroyed and, and that's and that's what it is so i think the, the mentoring session is something that i definitely have um wanting to get started on when i come back from the pharaohs because i have these images i want to submit but i want feedback first before i submit them and there's that and also if you get a chance if ever you know next year in london at swpp come to the live judging mm-hmm. i cannot begin to tell you how much i learned from my first live judging um, it, and you, you're getting feedback not just from your images but you have, you're hearing yeah. judges speak about images and you're thinking oh yeah I didn't think about it like that and then you remember that and subconsciously you'll, you'll do it in the next mm-hmm. wedding that you shoot and it's just it, so and it's free mm-hmm. my god it's free just come down and you know meet you for a beer afterwards and stuff we, obviously we, as a judge we can't talk about the images until the competition has finished but once it's all done if you see me in the bar and it's all finished, come and have a word. I'll say, right, this was close and this is why it was close. Yeah. And it'll, it'll cost you a pint of beer or a gin and tonic, but that's fine. It's all good. <laughs> small it's price all good. Small price to pay for the you know the progression of your, your art, you know? And I do, I think Absolutely. it's good. And, and I, I was very anti-societies for a little while, but I think they're very much like, you know, you have workshops where you go and you learn new techniques and stuff, but with, with yeah. societies, it helps you hone in your art and your skill and take it to the next level. I really do. And I, I, I do personally think that professional wedding photographers should have to be part of some sort of guild or some sort of society right. as standard because there is that standard. And I do think even part of it that you're signed up, you don't have to have your, 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 your letters afterwards, but work towards it because then that is just, I think it, there needs to be a standard an industry standard and I think these societies well, it's, help it's, it's like gas safe it used to be corgi you know mm-hmm. you, you can't go and fit a boiler unless you're accredited and you know, like there's someone you can you, you can earn a pound from a wedding and call yourself a professional photographer mm-hmm. you can go to camera world tomorrow buy a camera and shoot one a day after with no and you could you, know, you can cock it up and it's someone's day yep. and you know and there's so many people that, and we get a bad rep you go into the Daily Mail or the Sun, oh, photographer ruined my wedding they're all blurry and then we all get tarred with that same brush yep. and you know I'm very fortunate. I've got qualifications with all the all the um, all the organisations, but it doesn't mean anything in the real world. Mm-hmm. But what it does, it gives it gives value to the the product that we're offering, and people think you know he must know what he's talking about because he's got these mm-hmm. fellowships or everything like that. And um, you know, and you know, it's such an important day, and we and we, we we have to respect it, and we can't just take it for granted doing what we do. No, I completely agree with that. And I think it also by doing that as well, it's you know, as you say, anyone can be a photographer; they can buy a camera, and it does affect the price point as well. It does. Yeah, you know, it does. At the minute, it's a race to the bottom at the it, minute, and there's no winners. It, it, it really is. And, and we've, as I've, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, especially the area that I live in with, within the Grampian areas, we've just, we're just coming out of a massive recession in Aberdeen mm-hmm. because of the oil downturn where there was just, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of redundancies. 
and yeah. people were not willing to pay what they would normally pay and and no. you have to adjust your pricing to to the market you know and and it is mm-hmm. and you've got to play the game but the problem is when you've got photographers coming in for five six even a thousand pound to shoot your whole wedding here's a usb with all the images it, it mm-hmm. devalues the, the the market and and you know when you speak to a lot of photographers from abroad and they're like charging three four times the amount yeah. you know it 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 makes it unrealistic and then it's like like i love what i do i absolutely love what i do but i wouldn't do it for a thousand pound i don't think a, a wedding no. you know what i mean because of everything that goes into it the heartache the, the the emotional attachment to it and and then you're having to do 60 weddings 75 weddings to to justify yeah. uh, you know a cost from it so but that's a rant for, rant for another day. Ross was saying when you're offline about his friend doing thirty hours an edit, and like yeah. you're at his hourly rate must be you could earn more pushing trolleys at Tesco's. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, that's what people forget. You you, char- you are charging this flat fee, and it's up to you how efficient you are with that with that fee. Um, as I said, I'm shooting, I'm editing a wedding in. You know, if if it's a big wedding, maybe three or four hours, but it's three or four hours, mm-hmm. and it's just it's done, and it's backed up, and it goes up online, and it's done, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's. People take days and days and days. I get it. It want to be perfect, but you know, think about your hourly rate. Think about the, the greater good and spending time with the family. You know, what's the point of working all these hours when you can't mm-hmm. pick and choose when you want to work? It's it's, it's funny because I'm 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 quite an advocate of outsourcing, especially editing. I've I've got a fantastic company that I've used for years, and, and then when things get really busy, I outsource mm-hmm. my editing and. One of the reasons to do that is because I'm struggling to juggle with social media, with emails, with family, yeah. with editing, with pre-wedding shoots. And, and we do adventure sessions a bit like your trash address shoot, but just with a, mm-hmm. an, a, a different name. And outsourcing is, is is a way that I can then send these images. They do the basic of editing. They add my, 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 my own preset, color correct, all this sort of stuff. And they bring it back and it's absolutely brilliant. And then I then go on to retweak the images to... So I'm yeah. happy with it. But I do enjoy the editing side of it, but it's because of having everything else, mm. it, it, I feel like the workload gets on top of me. And, and this is this is something I haven't actually put out there yet, but this week I actually have uh, an office, ma- I'm going to call her my studio manager, even though I don't have a studio. Ooh. But I'm bringing on an assistant. I've had- but, then, but then you can officially be a wee because you've got someone and in your you work. Can be a wee. You can be yeah. a wee officially. Oh, is he gone again? He's gone again. His mic's gone. Is that yeah, when I'm he, speaking? He needs can, to, uh, he's back. Is he back? He's back. He's back now. We'll keep talking. Well, I was going to ask yeah. you something. Oh, I'll tell you what I was going to ask you, actually, because, again, I was looking on the Facebook group while James was talking there just mm. to see, and there was something else when you mentioned it about editing to speed it up. Uh, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? It was on the same question as the loop deck uh, and the mm. tablet thing. Yeah. Do all of the, So you're, you're talking about editing something in, like, three, four hours. Yeah. Our, our, and James is obviously talking about outsourcing his, his editing where he sends his presets and I know he has made his presets himself and they've got about yeah. four versions that he'll send away so do you start when you import or ingest or whatever phrase you want to use no for I um, I import and then I will literally do I've got about four or five presets that yeah. I'll use and then yeah. depending what I'm shooting I will, I will do a so like a, I'll have a prep preset so I'll sync all the images and yeah. then go right that's my prep then I'll start the cull and the, and the fine tweaks yeah. on the loop deck from there 
but again, because I'm shooting Fujifilm, it's EVF, so I'm getting it as right as I can in camera, so that's why the edit is a lot quicker. Yeah. So I'm seeing what's coming out, and I use a histogram. I have the histogram in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. And that, my mentor to fellowship was Kevin Wilson, right. and he was a massive advocate on use the histogram because you, what you think you're seeing, the camera knows exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, I'll know what's peaking, I'll know what's bottoming out, and it's just that. So that's how I get things as right. I as couldn't. I, I couldn't believe the difference. I bought. I've. I've currently. I got rid of my. I had two Canon One DXs. Uh, yeah. One DX and One DX Mark Two, for sports work. Uh, and I got rid of one of them, and I, I got a Sony uh, A7 III. I did look at Fuji, I have to say. I looked at it quite... Mm. I, I went round and round and round and bloody round and round some more. Um, <laughs> and it was... i tell you what it was. It was almost that... Fi- there's a, there's you've, Fuji have got a 58 1.2, is it? Uh, 56 um, 1.2. Yeah. And that nearly had me completely sold. But I... It's yeah, I, I did a lot, because it's about 85, isn't it? Roughly yeah, on the, on the yeah, seventy-eight, I think. Oh, is it? Money. If you if you do the the, the exact maths, and um, I'm talking to a maths teacher, so I don't know the maths. <laughs> I haven't bothered, <laughs> I haven't bothered myself. But uh, that one lens nearly had me in the Fuji camp. But I went I went Sony instead, and I love it. Yeah. And the EVF is amazing. Like you you can yeah. what you see is 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 what you get, and it's yeah, it's a game changer. It it's is a game changer. It's brilliant. James is not sold. I don't know if he's back or whether he can talk. If he can't talk, oh shit, you're back. That's fine. But James James <laughs> James isn't James isn't sold on the on the mirrorless yet because James. Tends to throw his cameras down a cliff. Um, I'm he, I'm really rough with my gear. I'm I'm yeah. exceptionally rough, especially with the landscape side of things. I'm really rough with my gear and the weather conditions. So I've just, yeah. I mean, I I played with one of the Fuji. It must be in the oh, it must be one of the XT2 earlier earlier. Maybe? No, I think it was XT one actually originally when the wow, first one came out, and I one. and I didn't like it. I really didn't like it, but. You know, I am seeing a lot more photographers going down the route of the Fuji and the Sony. I am quite yeah. interested, but right now I am due to upgrade my cameras this year. Um, it's please. a massive commitment. I mean, I, I went from shooting Nikon to Fujifilm, and the system when I was on cruise ships, it was Fujifilm S two, mm-hmm. and it was an old D two hundred body. So they've always kind of been very close in in operator uh, the way you use them. Um, so it was a it was a good transition. But I know this from I haven't used one, but the Sony menu system is quite complicated I yes think. um and that's what put me off uh, going to sony because i'm you know i'm dyslexic and i, I find I'm like, oh, i can't do it so i need something <laughs> to be easy so uh hence how i use fujifilm what were we talking about before i got cut off uh we were moving well we should be at some point because depending on yeah, where this is edited move. we should be moving <laughs> towards actually the point of the whole podcast which is talking about scott's scott's award-winning image definitely that, that, that apparently has annoyed an awful lot of uh, landscape photographers but i don't think i think we pretty much had finished the previous bit so you okay, can you can fine. you can you can lead into the next one jim seamlessly it it, seamlessly, seamlessly and smoothly into the next part so talking about societies and winning awards <laughs> and everything like this. Nice. Nicely done. <laughs> Lost it now. How did you win? I won. I won well, so first of all, WPPI. So those who don't know WPPI, this is a massive um, photography conference in Las Vegas, usually in Las Vegas, isn't it? Every year. In, every year. Yeah, yeah every Vegas. year. And I did actually notice on the social media that you were going across, and you—I don't think you tend to get a lot of British photographers going to WPPI. Is that? There's about a hundred, I would say. It's hard okay. to gauge it, but there's always someone knocking about this from the UK. So yeah. I mean, I, I would probably say about a hundred go across it. It's a—it's a big. It's a lot of money to get out there. It's a big commitment. Mm. It's a week out your diary. Um, when obviously as a wedding photographer, there's not a lot of money around in February anyway, so you mm-hmm. have to save for it and plan for it. Um, but it's a good trip, man. If you, you should do it at least once, it's awesome. 
So, so first of all, tell us what is WPPI? I was going to say, tell so us WPPI, what the WPPI stands for. First. It is Wedding and Portrait Photographers International. That's what it stands International. for. And it's okay. been going for 25 years, I think, this year. Wow. I, I, could, I could be wrong. No, don't quote me that. But it's been going for a fair while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's always been in Vegas. And it's at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. And it's a convention that the world comes in. So the print competition, I think there was 57 different countries uh, represented in the print competition this year. So the WPPI is is another society, but it's a worldwide society. Is that correct? That's correct. correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's affectionately known as like the, people know it as the Oscars of photography. So if you win there, it's like the biggest thing that you can win in photography, I think. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're fairly chuffed with yourself because you won. I did, I did. I can't. I got half a first place, and I was the only um, first place on the on, from the UK on the night as well, which was even better. And it was my first ever year entering, which is even even better. So, it's. Uh, but, it, but again, as a, as a print judge, I kind of knew that the print that I'd entered, it it should have scored well, and thankfully mm-hmm. it did score well. And the judges kind of saw my vision of it, and mm-hmm. I think because it was in the composite category, which you know they vet every single image. So Luke Edmondson. You know, if he's listening, I don't know if he is, but check him out. He's an amazing photographer based in Texas. He is the print director, or was for the first year this year, and he vetted every single print to make sure it was within the rules. So the print that I won with, I'd entered into the bride alone wedding day category because it's a bride on her wedding day. But because I'd flipped a bit of the veil to make it more symmetrical, he emailed me and said, we have to move it because you've done too much Photoshop, so I had to go into the composite category. Mm-hmm. Um, and the composite category is where all you guys from the Far East and Australia enter, and they are proper composites. Yeah, Photoshop So gurus. when people said to, they said to me, so what have you done? I went, I, I just flipped the veil. I went, what? I said, I've just flipped the veil. That's all I've done. I've flipped the veil because that because I wanted to be, it to be symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stood out, I think, because it was so different within that category. It stood out, um, and, you know, it's it, it got a gold, and, you know, Thousands of prints entered. There's 54 got scored gold out there this year. So wow. just to get a gold, I was chuffed. But to be in the top three was mind blowing. And then when they called my name, man, I got so drunk that night. It was <laughs> nice. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, tell us the story behind the image. Because if, it, if with your permission, I would love to put this in the show notes so we can see. Of the course, image, absolutely. Yeah, please yeah, of course. tell us, tell us about the image. How was it shot? How did it come about? What was the process? So it was a wedding venue in Essex uh, called Maiden's Barn, and it was April, end of April last year, and it was pissing down, absolutely hooping down with rain. And I'd actually shot the, the day before. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, just wanted to do something different. I like to take brides out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And a big part of the wedding day, I said, just trust me, if I'm saying something, there's a very good reason why I want to do it because it's going to look really, really awesome. So the bride was a mutual friend of a chap I used to know. It works at Cameron in Chelmsford. So she knew what I was about anyway. And I said to her, look, I know it's raining. I said, but do you want to go outside for a picture? I've got an idea. It's going to be quite cool. And I want to get you up high and we'll make you know it will look awesome. But I need two bridesmaids to help me with it because it was quite windy. So we stood around this mound of grass, which is probably eight, ten feet high, and I've shot quite low. I've just brought the umbrella down in front of her face because it was raining, and I just mm-hmm. wanted it, just wanted to cover her face up. And I just kind of thought, that looks quite cool. So I just kind of ran with it, and it, we're out there about ten minutes getting the umbrella looking straight. I didn't want it to be cutting down too far across her face into her neck. Mm-hmm. I wanted the the, um, the shaft, if you will, of the umbrella to be, to be straight and 
a nice grip on, but not looking too tight. So it was about 10 minutes. And then I just showed the back of the camera and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you got that. Is that really me? I went, yeah, because I've just, I've just taken it. I've literally just taken it. Um, and I'll send you the raw file because you know, there's hardly anything done to it. It's just mm-hmm. a few tweaks and a veil flip, and um, that's pretty much it. It was, you know, it's, it was the shot that I liked, and you know, it, it scored well at SWPP. It came second to Ryan Shembury, whose picture I judged, and I judged, I judged it ninety five. I scored mm-hmm. it highly because it's incredible. Um, I was very gutted not to win SWPP because I'd won that category before. I wanted to win it again, and I was generally pissed off in a in like a frustrated way that I hadn't won. Um, but knowing that it was going to win WPPI, I'd have taken that disappointment gladly, <laughs> or better. <laughs> I'd have taken it better. No, it's it is it is a beautiful image. It Thank is you. Um, it's it's as you say, it doesn't look like it's been edited. It doesn't look like it's been over processed. It doesn't look like it's been over photoshopped or, or photoshopped in any way. It's just a very classic, beautiful image so and that's and it did it i remember because i remember you posting it online mm. and seeing it and it's just incredible so to, to, to feel that to, to to go to vegas so i'm assuming you knew that it was going to be in a category it was being judged that's why you made the effort to go to wppi yeah well i'm a speaker out there i've spoken twice out there okay. now and then i was i was after judge for the first time luke i'd met luke here first wpp a few years ago and I was brought on board because I'd like to try and get new judges in from overseas. So you know, I've been judging in the U- in the UK for four years. And they said, do you want to come out and be a print judge? I said, absolutely. So I was out there anyway. And then the WPPI, when you went at your prints, you, they actually email you mm-hmm. with about a 10-minute warning to say this print is about to be judged. So if you're in the room, you can kind of make sure you're in there. And I was very fortunate to be on a break from judging. And the email came in, I thought, I've got to have to be in. My heart was beating through my chest because I knew it had done well at SWPP. And initially, I think it scored 84, which, you know, it's a good print. It's, it's, it's a silver silver, a silver award. Um, but the way that it works in WPPI is if the overall score is five away from what one judge scored, then that judge can challenge it. So it scored 84. And one judge scored it a 90 and she challenged it and she spoke about the print, talked it up, and then it overall scored. It went from 84 to 91. And that's, you know, so I was thinking, oh my God, I've got a goal. This is amazing. I thought that's going to be it. That's brilliant. And then to find out it was in the finals was just amazing. I've just that's... found I've just found it by the way. I've been Googling and trying to find it and get hold of it. And I've just found it. <laughs> I'm just I'm desperately trying to get hold of it to have it. So I can thanks, I... thanks for admitting that, Ross. You know, you could have, you know, found it before. No, I wanna talk I wanna <laughs> yeah. You you've clearly not and you're trying to just wing it. I wanted to actually look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can see it. Can you see it? Yeah, no, it's it's stunning. I can see what you mean now about the, the, the veil on either side and the symmetry yeah. and stuff and the and the, the, the umbrella. Yes, it's stunning. So that's that's all you've done. So basically the veil on one side is the same so as the other. So the veil, as you look at it on the left, yep. is was as it is, and then yep. I've just flipped it across yep. to make it more symmetrical on the yep. right hand side, and that Which, was enough to take it out of the, um, the 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 wedding a day category. No, that is that's incredible. And do you, I mean if you had it in that category, the original category, do you think it would have scored as high or? Um, I I actually judged that category um, okay. on the wedding in in, uh, in Vegas, and I think it would. I think it's you know what it's entering competition is a lot about the image, but it's a lot about luck as well as having mm-hmm. the right judges. 
it's, I mean, it's, it's very fair. There's five judges. They have what's called a majority rise, majority fall. So if three score at 80, it will get 80 no matter what the other two score. Well, that's a good idea, score, yeah. Which I think is a really good idea. Um, and it just so happened that I think because it's, I think more on a feminine image, there were four female judges on the panel when it went through. And I think it connected with, no, three, sorry. I think it connected with them more than the male judges um, and all, but all moved up. And I think it's just, again, it's just, it was just the right print at the right wedding with the right bride. It was entered at the right cut time and it came up in the, with the right judges in front of it. And I think a lot of it is down to, you know, maybe I'm being modest, but a lot of it is down to luck from that point of view. Um, but the image has got to be right in the first place. And, and that's where, that's where obviously I, that's where I come in and it's, uh, you know, to see it and get it back and think, right, if I do this, 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 and this, it should score well. And, you know, thankfully it did. No, it's just incredible. I think you uh, you've got every right to be very happy about that. Has off the back of this has has it led to anything? I know it's still quite fresh because it was only a couple of weeks ago that, that yeah. this all happened, wasn't it? So, you know, in terms of the photography world, it's a big achievement to to have. Is it is it led to anything? Have you are you become famous now? Are I'm you famous. on TV <laughs> in the newspapers? Because you bloody well should be, you know. Well, you know what, this is a point of contention. So, I had a press release written, mm-hmm. um, no, to go because following SWPP, the Guild, and WPPI, I thought I'm just going to get everything in one press release. Yeah, and I sent it out to. Uh, news website in Essex they wanted 500 quid to post it what I know <laughs> yeah so I, I told them to go forth and multiply and, uh, yeah and I'm like no you're fine. If it, you know if it was a couple of hundred quid it's, it's a big website and mm-hmm. it gets a lot of hits I probably would have done it but for 500 pound I told them to get yeah, stuff yeah that's a lot and, that's, um, that's, that's a shame yeah. that's a shame because yeah. it's, so, it's a I big mean, achievement I've got some prints go, I think it's in the next issue of Professional Photographer Magazine yeah. and Photo Pro or Photo Professional. I do a lot, again, my, my role with Fujifilm is I submit content to them mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So I know some of the feature editors, so it it should go in one of the, it, both magazines. Uh, I put Very it good. forward to the editors on both there. So, you know what, it's got me a few Instagram followers and, you know, my talk at TPS was maybe a little bit busier than, than what it would have been mm-hmm. because of it. But then the brides, you know what, brides really don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, I think it, it's good because they come in and see all the all the, the the awards on the shelf, but then they just want me to take their wedding, and that yeah, if they get an yeah. award out of it, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong, uh, Natalie, the bride on this picture, she when I get you know, uh, digital digi labs did a massive print for the rest of PP and they gave that to me. I gave it to the bride. I said, like, you've been brilliant. You have it. You have yeah, it. Yeah. And it's in their house now. Um, it's got me some notoriety with photographers and the brides go, my guy's got this and my guy's got that. But at the end of the day, we have to just focus on taking the right images on the wedding day. And if yep. you get an award from a picture that you've taken and you're not looking for it, then so be it. I look for this when I saw it and thought, this could do well. And I mm. edited it to do well. Mm. I, I think that's it. I think it's very important in the photography world. I know for me, you know, you, you have two sides. You have the side where you want to please your brides, that you get more work, you do what you love, you take these amazing pictures. But the other side, being part of the society, is yeah. you're showing these images, you're building up to a level. You, you, as I think, as a photographer, you want to start gaining respect from other photographers, yeah. industry leaders, because it's nice to get recognition, not only from the brides, because if you do a bloody good job at a wedding, that's going to get you more weddings. Yeah, you know. But if you also do really good. In the other side with photographers is you get that kind of professionalism, you become ambassadors and this sort of stuff like yeah. Fuji and and yeah. and everything else, you know. So that's 
that's that's important and i think a lot i know a lot of photographers don't particularly want to to deal with that side of it but i think it's good to push yourself not only for the creativity to get more work from other yeah. brides and grooms but also push the creativity so that you can get respect from other photographers i don't enter i don't enter these like national wedding awards because they're just being judged by yeah anyone yep so the good thing about the the, the um, ones that I enter, they're being judged by my peers, yep, and people that I've respected for many, many, many years. You know, you know, I can tell you the people that have judged my images, and it's like to get a score from the guys that I look up to. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, right or wrongly, I can now stand shoulder to shoulder with the guys I looked up to is massive for me. And it's yep. it's it's that it's a, you know, from going from I mean, I was I was shit when I first started. My stuff was awful. Um, I think, and I and I show my first ever wedding, so not all of it, but pictures for my first ever wedding in every keynote that I do, mm-hmm. every talk that I give, I show my first pictures because I want people to see that I'm very privileged to be standing here talking to you now, and you know I was where you are ten mm-hmm. years ago, and now I'm here. You know, follow your heart, follow your dreams, and you know do this progression, do this continual development, and you know you could be standing here flying out to Las Vegas and doing stuff like that. So it's, it's if you're hungry, go get it. You know, just go, mm-hmm. go, go and get it. I think that's it. I think definitely it's it's if you're hungry, go for it. It's, it's yeah, definitely words. Ross, have you got anything else you want to say? No, not at all. I mean, there is something ra- random when I was flicking through. I mean, for starters, that website is the 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 WPPI kind of winners and the the list of photos on all of the categories is really interesting to look at because you do have such a wide variety and it's kind of why I like um, I like going around the local camera clubs and my girlfriend can ask me why on earth do you do this and I say because it's interesting you talk to lots yeah. of different people you get a wee bit of inspiration from lots of different places every single time I judge a club I see something different I'm like I'd, lo- I'd like to try that or I'd, I'd like yeah. to go there I'd like to be in that place I'd like to do that bird shot or that macro shot or that black or I like that technique whatever it is but even, and this is terrible to say, even even when you look at uh, the second place image behind yours is stunning as well because I love the, mm. the, the arm, the, the shapes and everything's copied yeah. with the thing. But see that third place image? Do you know the one with the umbrellas I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, there's Maros, an, yeah, yeah. There's an umbrella in the bottom right left-hand corner that cuts into the red carpet. Yeah. And I'm just like, sure, I, I just don't want that to not cut into the red carpet. And you mm. just think even, <laughs> even, even it's a stunning image, it's lovely, and the black and white looks looks cracking, but every other umbrella doesn't cut it. And then yeah, that and that one does, and I'm like, he, oh. he's a great guy. I met oh, him yeah, yeah. for the first time in London, and he's he's incredible. He's he knocks out some amazing work, and normally mm. he beats me. And it was so nice to beat him this year. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I I love Maro, and we got on we get on really well. But yeah. um, it's always a bit of healthy banter. Yeah. But yeah, to, to finally pip him, I'm like, yeah, I've got your number now, son. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can I, I can see why they were looking at the other ones. Why that yours stands out to be. Just that it's just it's got like a simple it, it, it's a simplicity to it. It doesn't look like a composite. It, it doesn't, doesn't look like a composite. No, because it's uh, but it's, it's really very brilliant. very simple and very like Jim. A bit like me. It's a simple <laughs> <laughs> cracking cracking shot cracking shot. But yeah. I've always seen myself as you know people say oh you shoot for weddings but I see myself as a photographer that shoots weddings. I mean I've I've got awards from different you know genres as well. So I'm not just doing weddings. I like to I like to, a day off. I'll take street photography. I'll mm-hmm. go and shoot some architecture. I'll go and do some landscapes. I'll go and do whatever because I just like taking pictures. Mm. I just if I couldn't take pictures, I'd go mad. I think I'd that's pretty mad. healthy. Like if you if you only only ever shot one particular thing, at some point you're going to lose your you're going to burn out and you're going to lose your interest in it. Whereas if you do 
go and do other things in photography, obviously. I think it's a, that's a yeah. really good thing. You'd go nuts. Yeah. I'd, I'd go insane. If I just shot weddings, I'd kill people. Simple <laughs> as that. I'd, I'd, I'd be doing time for somewhere, but I need to be taking other things apart from weddings. Yeah, I mean, that's why I have my landscape. My landscape's my breakaway from weddings. Mm. You know, although it's really hard to do to do both and find the time to do landscape because I don't I don't really make money from my landscape, but it's for me, but it's hard to justify it when I could be spending that time with wedding stuff but it does it yeah. does consume you and i think i've said this before in previous podcasts i'm now coming up for 10 years it's 10 years this year that i started shooting weddings mm. and i think you hit a limit at 10 years that yeah. you either just completely burn out like sod this i'm not doing this anymore or you go off and reinvent yourself or you carry on doing the same thing and you just just become a wedding photographer who just ends up doing it for the money and i think yeah it's good to reinvent yourself definitely, anyway so definitely. i've got my fellowship nine years after starting in weddings and then mm. i'm a different photographer doing weddings now than i was when i got my fellowship because mm-hmm. it just opened the door to be a bit more creative i mean mm-hmm. fellowship was was brilliant and you know brides again they don't really care that i've got it but what they care about is the quality of images because i have the fellowship so that it mm-hmm. kind of it comes hand in hand yeah but then when I got it, it was like, right, now I can go and explore and do things that are really, really cool. And if you look at my work that was passed at Fellowship to what it is now, different, totally different. I've, mm-hmm. my, my style changes every couple of three years because I need to keep reinventing myself to be relevant. And the guys that are not doing that are the ones that are struggling at the minute. Yep, completely agree with you. I do. You have to adapt to the, to the climate and to what people want at the same time doing what you love and i think that's really really important yeah anyway i think we have been going on yeah, for too long although so much your time mate. thank you y- you a lot more than me because my mic keeps uh, cutting out but <laughs> this could be Scott. our most popular podcast ever because you didn't speak very much <laughs> you're so funny yeah but people like my podcast when i speak by myself ross mm-hmm. well, we'll yeah we'll exactly we'll <laughs> scott thank you so much please tell us where can we find you on the internet social media websites give us all your details yeah so we're at www.theedgephotography.co.uk and then we're at both facebook and instagram is at the edge pics pics spelled p-i-c-s amazing we'll link you in the description so all your notes and links and all social media and everything will be all tagged in that so amazing no thank you so much i i would love to get you back on to discuss your associate side of things and also maybe to go in a little bit more in depth about the societies because i think societies play a very key role in photography and i think the future of photography and professionalism is in societies yeah being uh, you know more prominent i've I really been saying do. for years if once all said and done they'll be the last one standing yeah yeah i completely agree so that's something this year i am definitely working towards make you know working my, my uh, the guild and also i might have to rejoin w uh, swpp so, yeah, and we yeah, can talk yeah. about my landscape image that pissed off a lot of people as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tell very, very quickly. Go, go and tell us quickly about it. So I entered a shot. I did a recce. I did a shoot, uh, post-wedding shoot in Hadr- on Hadrian's Wall uh-huh. uh, back in October. That's the wall and that divides Scotland and England and keeps the English that, out of Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. That's pretty much that's it. it. Yeah, and yep, yep. then, <laughs> so the uh, the shot that won uh, the natural world category, mm-hmm. which inclu- incorporates many things, including landscape, was a shot from this shoot. So landscape photographers, as you know, get up very early in the morning. They'll sit and they'll camp out to get the right spot and the right mist and the daylight. So someone said to me, so to this shot here, I went, yep. So how'd you get it? Well, I just, I was driving. Oh, I, no, I pulled the car over. <laughs> I took out my GFX and I took three shots and drove away again. And that was it. <laughs> 
I can imagine. Region. And that upset a lot of people. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I wish I could tell you I was there for hours. I was there no one in five minutes and it was done. You know what? Some of my best shots are those kind of shots, you know, when you, you least expect it and, and yeah. you just rock up and it takes two minutes to get the shot and done. And the ones that you spent hours researching and traveling to are the ones that don't work out very well. So it's, it's the way. It's amazing, it yeah. Photographers, photographers, they just, they, they, you know, we do get upset, but they do get upset so easily, yes, don't they? A lot of them. They so do. we are very, we, we are very um, on edge. Uh, yeah, on edge. Oh, we're here. <laughs> oh, very good. That's the punch to the line. And the that's the key to end the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, Scott. God. We will Cheers, get you back it's on a again. Real thank you for your time. Uh, and everyone, please make sure you check out um, Scott's website, his social media, and and follow and like those pictures. So thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the evening, and thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Take care. Cheers, Scott. Cheers. Cool. That was that was a great podcast with with Scott. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, and I think again. As with most of our guests that we have on, we could definitely go off in different directions and, and we'll Oh massively. There's loads more, loads more for that. We'll we'll get Scott back on. Um so if anyone has any interesting questions you want to ask Scott for future episodes, you can go onto our Facebook page and we have a document in the group Facebook group page, sorry, and then the the discussion and the documents. Yeah, we we actually we we kinda in the middle of that whole thing when James was is was having a couple of sound issues, uh, I did go into some questions from from the group, I think I got I kind of hit a couple of the topics, so hopefully that'll uh, appease a couple of the members. I think one of them is from Darren, and there's another. There's a question from a another uh, new member. I don't recognise her name, but uh, Anya, someone. I think we'll get to her next time with the landscape. So that's mm-hmm. good, definitely. So that has been a great podcast. It's now late at night. I want to go to bed because I mm-hmm. have a busy day tomorrow. Tired. A little bit tired. We, we are, I've got a photo shoot tomorrow, but it's also Iris's birthday tomorrow, and I'm working ah. it. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh dear, yep, yep, yep. You need to go and earn some brownie points. I've got, I've, I've done that. I've organised something nice, which we'll talk in uh, future. What I did, so there's something nice. Excellent. But um, cool. yeah, social media links usual. You'll catch me at jameskelly.co and also on Instagram, jameskelly underscore photo. Facebook is James Kelly Photography. No, yeah, James Kelly Photography on on Facebook. So you'll get me, Ross. Where should we find um, you? Yeah, my uh, my Facebook page is Eaglesham Photography. That's where all my wedding work is. My Instagram feed is about to get pummeled with non-wedding work because I'm about to go on a special trip on Saturday, which we're about to discuss about in future episodes. Um, but yeah, my Instagram can be found using Eaglesham Photography, but it's not going to be wedding work for the near future. And my website, as I mentioned at the start, is currently in production or in, in, in um, redesign, which is exciting. But that's also Eaglesham Photography. So that's me. We also got our Facebook group, of course, which we've mentioned quite a few times. What's that called, James? The Photographer's Crack. Indeed. Yep. Not very complicated. No, it's not. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> even 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 James can get it right. <laughs> oh, man, I'm slurring my words tonight. And I haven't even been no, drinking. Neither of us have drink. Equipment issues. I can't wait to have my proper we got We got through it. And that's a long one. We're, we're, we massively apologize. What's this going to be, like an hour 25 or something? Hey, look, let's just, let's um, just admit, look, our podcasts are going to be an hour to an hour and a half long. That's how long the wedding <laughs> ones are going to be. We have a little more, you know, lots of things to say and these great guests who come on. And if you're a photographer and if you want to come on to the podcast and have a little chat to us about a topic, please get in touch. Well, that would be I, amazing. I have, a, I have a new guest I want to get on. Ooh. He's a Glaswegian he's a Glaswegian local photographer. Um, and I think, I hope he's keen. I haven't asked him yet, but I hope he'd be keen to come on. Um, so, yeah, that's one for the future. Definitely. Get on it. Get on it, Ross. Pull your Excellent. finger out and do some work for this podcast. 
<laughs> can't swear at this time of the podcast but thank yeah. you very much everyone for listening remember if you are on iTunes or if you're on Stitcher and I think Anchor we're now going to be on Anchor as well and um, thanks to the, the Stephen Van Elk um, please leave us a review give us five stars we will not accept anything less and leave us some really nice comments because it does help the exposure of this podcast and across the social media networks please share the podcast so we can grow our audience so it makes it worthwhile us putting all this effort in to do. Excellent. Good night. Uh, 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 thanks very much. Bye. <laughs> bye, Ross. Bye. 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 bye.